0: It's Mackie. And since the Judd's Hockey Show crew doesn't let me actually come on their show and spew my hockey takes, I'm here to tell you about one of my favorite companies, Federated Mutual Insurance Company,
1: which is all about helping your business reach new levels of success through risk management. Find out more about how Federated can help protect your business at federatedinsurance.com. Federated, where it's our business to protect yours. Hockey. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Everything okay over there? Everything is good. I'm trying to get the standings called up, and ESPN doesn't have the standings updated yet, which doesn't surprise me because their coverage oh, okay. of tonight's okay. game was absolutely atrocious. So um, the the Wild pulls out a, a very impressive, largely because I thought they put a terrible third period, a very impressive OT victory in which, if I'm not mistaken, if the scorers in Dallas got it right, The flower, Marc-Andre Fleury, gets the primary assist on the Frederick Goudreau game-winning overtime goal. Uh, Kevin Fiala, Declan Goff's favorite player, and that is Declan Goff on your screen along with me. Judd Zolgad scores uh, twice. Jason Robertson scored twice on Marc-Andre Fleury. A lot to dissect from tonight's game, but ultimately the good news is it is a wild win. The uh, St. Louis Blues beat the Buffalo Sabres tonight. They have 98 points in 74 games. They briefly jumped the Wild. The Wild, though, if if I'm correct here, and the standings yet to be updated still by the worldwide something, 98 points in 73 games. Um, I was going to come on tonight's uh, edition of Judd's Hockey Show and just complain about lots of things, but I will say this. Okay. This is another game in which I think that there's going to be a lot for the head coach, Dean Evason, to dissect from his team. I think there's going to be a lot of film, a lot of tweaks, a lot of things to look at. But at the end of the day, you did get two points, and that is, you know, I don't. it's the most important thing. Uh, so Declan, I would say that the fact that the Wild won this game, the fact that Mark andre Fleury, the second goal, the, the game-tying goal that he gave up uh, 55 seconds into the third period to Robertson was a soft goal, but for the most part, I thought he played absolutely fantastic. Yeah, me too. Um, and so, I do think that there are some good things to take, including the fact that, that this team went into Dallas, uh, probably could have collapsed in that third period, did a little bit, but still comes away with two points, and is technically right now if i'm correct ahead of the blues in the standings for second place in the central division why don't you go, go ahead and celebrate with our favorite beer surly i've got mine right here i'm not going to crack mine just yet but here's we're mine. we're going
0: with the uh, oh, surly got? havoc they got the havoc machine the havoc west coast awesome. ipa in their variety pack it's a delicious mm. beer For those who are unaware, Surly Brewing, a new uh, sponsor, to Judd's Hockey Show. They they love Score North. Um, They specifically love Judd, Phil, and me exactly in that order and Purple Daily. Uh, But they also now have jumped on board to Judd's Hockey Show, which, by the way, this show will turn in to a Ventline edition once the playoffs begin, Judd, I believe May 1st. So we're just a little less than uh, a little like a little more than two weeks away yep. from that. So uh, this show will turn to a wild vent line show. But thank you to Surly Brewing. I'm rocking the Havoc Machine. Judd's always with his Furious. Judd actually goes to yeah. sleep cradling his Surly Furious. Um, I used
1: to have a Pooh Bear when, mm-hmm. when I was small.
0: Now I just I Great cradle a surly so myself. That's
1: outstanding. That is a first star pour Same that beer, state. that beer, second star. Because this beer, this beer is your Kaprizov. off. Your That's
0: first fine. star. Um, your thoughts in the game. Thoughts in the game. Uh, yeah, Kevin Fial on the second line. I thought were phenomenal tonight. Outside of the, uh, yeah, of a little fluky five-hole goal that Flower allowed. I thought marc Andre Fleury. What was just dynamite, dude? And you saw it really just completely on display. Uh, that when he's on, you can see it. And and he's a very flamboyant out there goaltender. Um, and he kept them in there tonight. I mean, Dallas, which we'll get into this. I know as the show progresses, but. Judd, did you did you notice Kirill Kaprizov, Matt Zuccarell, and Ryan Hartman at all tonight? In any positive way, I should say? Did you notice them? Uh, a little in, bit. In, 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 they a little they bit? didn't have a great game. They yeah, didn't have a great yeah, game. Yeah, I but saw them we'll, a little bit. But we did see tonight, and I tweeted this out because someone tweeted at us during the show, uh, when mm-hmm. Fiala scored his first of, of one of two goals tonight, and said, do you think this hot streak, because I think it's now eight goals in the last ten for Fiala, I mean, going back to the new year since the Winter Classic, it's something like 18 goals. I mean, the dude's just been on a wrecking tear um, since the since the beginning of the new year. He said, do you think this can continue, right? Like, it's almost unsustainable what he's been able to do. And I, I say yes, actually. I say it is because tonight, I think you saw that playoff game is going to happen exactly how they unfolded tonight. Your top line was shut down a little bit. You got mostly stellar goaltending. You needed secondary scoring. Um, and Kevin Fiala and Frederick Goudreau, obviously getting the game winner, provided that. So, yes, I, I think what Kevin Fiala has been able to do uh, over this last ten games, and honestly, over the last probably uh, four months, is mm-hmm. sustainable, and it's going to have to happen in the playoffs if you want to steal some games too. And
1: Kevin Fiala is uh, elite goal scorer. Uh, Khrug Kapri- Kaprizov is a is a superstar player, but Kevin Fiala is a star. And yeah, I agree. Now, I would not, yeah, I would not completely crap on the Hartman Kaprizov Zuccarello line tonight. I did see them. I thought that they did some some decent things but yeah when you play a good team especially in a game like that there are going to be some there are going to be times where you're probably going to have a line that's going to thrive and it might not be their their line as long as they don't disappear completely but um and you know what again kudos to the guy that scored the OT goal yeah, man. goudreau had what tonight he had he had the first assist on uh, Fiala's first goal, which was a gorgeous pass. Boldy made the play uh, to basically keep the play onside, got it to Goudreau. Goudreau made a fabulous feed. The second uh, goal, which which was the shorty that – and, again, I love Fiala killing penalties because he pressures teams. Uh, And the shorty that Fiala scored was also set up by Freddie Goudreau, and then he scores the – Uh, OTGWG. And so Goudreau deserves, look, as as far as a guy, again, at the start of the year, I think we both said, yeah, I don't know about this guy. And he has grown on me in a a huge way. Is he the long-term answer on that line? I have no idea, but he has certainly uh, proven that he is more than capable there. Um, I want to talk about the concern, though, because this is, as the playoffs near, this is bothering me now. Okay, Uh, And I understand that with uh, what, right now, out. Dumba is out. Now, he's not great shakes defensively, but he's out. Johnny Merrill is is out. Um, so that there are defensemen missing. But my issue tonight, and Flurry basically combated this himself, the looseness that this team is showing at times in its own zone concerns me. They are not being – it's one thing – When they jump into plays in the offensive zone with their defensemen, and I get that, and I know that they're encouraged to do so, and there are some guys on on this team who can 100% do that. But I do not think that their play in their own zone tonight was conducive to winning playoff games, and that scares me a lot because I don't – I think you can count on your goaltender to make some big saves, but there's a difference between your goaltender making big saves and you becoming lethargic in your own zone at times. And what I saw tonight, and the third period really concerned me, because the third period, Dallas took the play to the to the wild, but here's the problem. Dallas is not that much. It's not like they're better. Like It's not like, oh, man, Dallas got to you, and you're not that good. The wild is good. I really want to see them... Uh, crack down and play far more responsible hockey in, in their own zone with, I believe it's nine games until the playoffs, because that's the exact type of thing that will bite you in the ass if you don't.
0: Yeah, it's a little concerning. You know, I'm, I'm curious because a lot of goaltenders, and I, I'm curious how Marc Andre Fleury feels about this. Some goalies love seeing those shots, right? Like some seeing a lot of shots and being peppered at the net not having lanes blocked up because they get a a little more visual on the ice. But the thing is the wild don't really play that style of game defensively. Like the wild like to make things difficult on their opposition and, and not give up high-danger shots. And in general, I mean, Marc-Andre Fleury stole, stole you a game a little bit tonight. I know he allowed in that second goal, and it looked fluky. Um, but in general, if you have a performance like this, I'm going to pop something on our screen here for the visual audience uh, just to kind of give, give a little taste of if I cannot do that right now. Okay, I can't do that right now. Um, I was going to show you a little screen of just where this shot chart and, and heat map came from the night, and a lot of it was just dead center, right in front of Fleury. Now, Flower stopped a lot of those shots. Um, right in front of the right in front of the trapezoid there, which is great, but you don't want to also be like sustained into that success uh, or that that areas of a game where you're allowing high danger chances like that at such a high rate. Flowers great, and Flurry's phenomenal. He's an upgrade. You saw why they traded for him tonight. But I I tend to agree with you to a degree that if you're gonna play like this, there's also gonna be times where a good offensive team like Colorado mostly is gonna burn you. And they're going to score you score up and down against you.
1: Mm-hmm. And size helps too. So, like, if you are are if you do what the Wild did tonight, and let's say you're playing the Blues instead of the Stars, and you and they can create rebounds, they're a big enough team to potentially get to the, those pucks too. And, and at some point in time, Flurry's going to be down and out. And, and look, he made some great saves. He gave up one bad goal, which okay, that's going to take place. Um, he also, and it, not just him, the Wild as a team got fortunate at, at times. Pavelski had a couple pucks go off his stick, um, so yeah. I just I don't think being lethargic in your own zone as the playoffs near to me is a is something that needs to be cleaned up quickly. Like that's one thing. It's one thing to it's one thing to work on your tendencies. It's one thing to have to work on your neutral zone play. Uh, but if you did what the wild did tonight in the playoffs you're asking for trouble and so that was that was the thing that struck me I thought about it and I saw it definitely i thought in the first and third periods especially and i'm I'm not sure what the heat map shows but it just felt like there was a like the ice got tilted at times and the wild started to for lack of a better term run around um and again it's different if we're talking about a team that you think is superior to you and and you basically try and hold on to win Declan. but the dallas stars are not like you are a better team flat out in my opinion than than the stars and it looks like you have uh successfully gotten the heat God, map. and the heat map does not look like it's saying a lot for the defensive play of either side in tonight's game if i am uh if I am looking at this correctly.
0: Correct. So Go what ahead. you're seeing here on the right side of the screen is all the attempts the Dallas Stars had in the Wilds End when they were shooting against them and in that scary orange red color right in front of the cage. Uh, says that there was a lot of shot attempts, i.e., like four to five multiple Ooh. shot attempts in there. Um, also, even a lot of shots from above the circle. Now, I, I talked about this when he was in Chicago with Flurry. That Flurry was giving up goals from long distances at a higher rate than any other goalie. Now, I think that was more of the system in Chicago than it was on Flurry. But he also was giving up goals from from far away areas, meaning untipped shots. Um, things that were coming from basically the blue line. So Dallas had a little bit of a recipe tonight to try to beat Fleury in that regard. Now, Mark andre Fleury stood on his head. He was able to make up for that. But these scary colors that you see yeah, right between the circles, point blank in front of the cage, those are areas you don't want to be giving up shots in. And the Wild have typically done a really good job historically, um, pre-suitor and post-suitor here, uh, of not giving up those type of shots, and tonight that was not the case and luckily flurry bailed them out to a degree
1: How about the fact too that and they did cite this on the telecast tonight now with the victory. the wild is now thirty one oh and three when when ahead after two periods they of course tonight were up two to one uh, Robertson scored as I said before fifty five seconds into the third, but the wild now I think they said one of five teams. That has not suffered a regulation loss. Went up after two. Now thirty-one zero and three. So that's good news. That's impressive. Um, and again, I don't want to rain on the parade of the fact that they did get two, two points. But like that shot chart and some of the things that we saw, I think give Dean a very good platform, if that makes sense, to go in and say, "Hey guys, we won. That's great." But again, we've got to talk about some things. Um, and and the return. So who who's out defensively right now? Dumba's out. Johnny Merrill's uh, out. out. A- am I missing one?
0: Because no. Ben
1: is, ben is Kulik- playing. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, Jordy Ben was playing. Dumba Kulikov was Kulikov out. Played with. Um, Kulakov
1: yeah. played with Brodeen. My point being is, I, I don't know that the return of of. Merrill's going to fix things, and Dumba is not great defensively at times, although I do think his pairing with Brodine is good. Uh, The Goligoski, I'd I'd love to see the heat map on the Goligoski-Ben pairing. Um, (laughs) I feel like that's just asking for trouble personally. Um, I felt like when Kulikov was with Goligoski and Jordy Ben was scratched that that Goose's play has dropped off, but Kulikov, I think is solid if that's a fair word like I, he's not great but he's solid he's solid yeah um but it there were a couple things tonight especially where when it was uh it was Ben and Goose on the ice together you sort of hold your breath and hope i think this might work but i'm not quite sure <laughs> so so that that is that is one thing as the playoffs near if you get guys back it's going to help um another thing and we've talked about this and I thought we saw it again tonight and this is nothing against the guys that are put on this line to me the Felino and Eck line if you take one of those guys away and I believe it was Greenway is now out if I'm not mistaken with an upper body injury we don't know how long he's going to miss but we saw it again tonight that line if it's Duhame or if it's Jost is not the same
0: it's yeah it's just, just not. not it yeah it's just not um it's so weird how you just lose one player like that and that entire line just doesn't look uh as strong as it did um and look th- that line's been phenomenal for the wild tonight they or this all season they've needed it and I like Tyson Jost you know actually I I liked when just got a look up, up with Fial and Boldy as well um but at the same time that's just kind of not going to happen for the time being. I think, to be honest, I would rather see a Duhame. I'd rather see a DeLaurier. I'd rather see a Dewar, honestly, play with Eck and Foligno at that rate. You know, like, I like Jost, and and he's mostly done pretty solid on that fourth line. Um, But I just don't think, in general, if you're going to maximize, two Jost's skill set, I don't think putting him with Eck and Foligno is going to do that. Like, like, Jost has done a good job in the fourth line, but Eck and Felino and Greenway— are in charge of shutting things down defensively and being a pest defensively. And that's really, like, Jost, I don't think, has the horses enough to keep up and do that. So I think it's a little too far-fetched from his game to expect that from him.
1: So they did, uh, with uh, Jordan, no, they recalled Dewar today. Mm -hmm. Would you be tempted, and I'm just throwing this out as an idea, would you be tempted to scratch Bukestead and put Jost between, um, between... Dewar uh, and Duhame and then although then then you don't have the the wing on that, that line. I, I was trying to think of a way to get Dewar back in there So he's you, actually got some speed.
0: So would you put Delorier up with Eck and Felina? Delorier is, is who I'm thinking of. No, yeah, but, so you,
1: I don't know. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. would, would you consider scratching Bukestad getting Dewar back in there getting Jose back to, to the fourth line? And actually, you know what you could do? You could do Delorier Um, You could do DeLaurier and Jost and Dewar on the fourth line. And to your point, move Move Duhame up to that. Yeah.
0: I honestly really like that. I like the sounds of it. Um, of course, you know, we love line combination on the show. And by the way, we have like over 600 people watching us on YouTube right now. So hit the subscribe button, uh, for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, Mackie and Judd. I'm uh, Declan Goff. We will also be doing a Timberwolves show after their first playoff game. Yes. The wolves (laughs) made the playoffs as well, uh, for just like the second time in almost 20 years. So we'll also be pumping out plenty of Timberwolves content on this channel. So hit the subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment, Apple, Spotify, and uh, Score North app and dot com, but yeah, I I would I wouldn't mind that. I think if if you put Duhame up there a little bit, I think it'd look really well as Judd uh, puts his Wolves bib on and and, and my bib get, on. gets ready to talk a little bit of hockey still on on Judd's hockey show. But yeah, I wouldn't mind that at all. I think that'd be that'd be a fine thing to move up. Interesting.
1: Hey, but before we get to our next uh, topic, because I do I got a note about this and I want to talk about a winger in particular, who's not doing what he was previously, but I think he is still instrumental. I want to talk to you about weight loss and Declan Goff. I want to talk to you about my friends at Livia Weight Control Centers who have helped me drop approximately 40 pounds. That's right. And the most important thing now is they're helping me keep the weight off. We've all lost weight before, right? Mm -hmm. And we've lost weight and we've, and we've thought, okay, now I've lost the weight. Congratulations, self. And then guess what? You go back to Old habits, you gain weight back, and sometimes you, you gain more weight back than you lost. Well, that is not the case here because of the nutritionists and coaches that have helped you and have I got a deal for you right now. Get 25% off your program plus 35 meals for free, Livia.com, 855-GO-L-I-V-E-A, Livia.com. You can do it um, either by going into their centers if you live here in town or if you don't, if you're Consuming our show from the East Coast, the West Coast, the South. I don't care where. Yet guess what? Virtual opportunities to talk to dietitians. They will send you your food. There's deals on that as well. So again, thirty-five meals free, twenty five percent off the program. Livia L I V E A dot com.
0: So you can get a Jonas Brodeen deal off of program. You get the Manny Fernandez-esque meals. Did you see what I did yeah, there? 35. Did you see oh, what yeah. did you no, see what I, I did I got there? You right
1: away. I got you right, right away on Bro Dean. That was very, very, very good. impressive.
0: Yeah, you can put that bib in now. It fits it nicely.
1: So I got a note during the course of the game, and I thought it was an interesting observation. I don't totally disagree, but I think that I think it's worth talking about. Marcus okay. Folino. And there's a feeling among some that his play has dropped off. Which, I will say this, his goal scoring, which you pointed out early in the season, was unsustainable. Um, it waned a little bit. It came back a bit. Uh, but we talked about this probably the, for the first time about th- three weeks back, Dex, and I think it's worth exploring now. There is no question in my mind, he is playing hurt. And he is still playing tough. And he he hit Pavelski with like a chicken wing tonight. Um he definitely, he definitely abused guys, so like he is not backing off from his game. Uh, but there's no question, in my opinion, that he doesn't look as sharp as he once did in large part, Declan, because he's trying to play hurt. And I think the last time we talked about this, we surmised, I think correctly, that he's probably battling about two or three things. Um, but this is where things are now. Like, like, this is the norm. We're going into the playoffs. And guess what? In the playoffs, it gets tougher. So I would say, if your observation is what happened to Marcus, well, one, I think he's playing hurt. Two, I don't think he's going to come out no matter mm-hmm. what. And three, this is the direction that things are, are going to go. And by the time the, the Wilds playoff run, which hopefully is a long run, is done, Declan Goff, you're going to have a few guys who you're probably going to question why they don't look the same because this is the price that guys pay. And this is the price that they're going to pay as the playoffs progress. Your yeah. he.
0: yeah. He's just um, it looks it, I'm, I'm trying to pull up his uh, some of his advanced stats just in his last game log from natural Statric and just kind of get a look of, of how he's been possessing wise and in, in terms of course he rate and even plus minus and. You know, tonight, um, and it's it's so hard to project this too with Felino and and even Eck and Greenway because they play a defensive game. So when yeah. you're seeing Corsi four, which is accounting for all shots, shots on goal, shots blocked, shots attempted, um, they're doing a good job of trying to minimize those shots and spending a lot of time in the defensive zone. So naturally, they they sometimes still have a tendency to have a negative Corsi because they are allowing more shots because they're, they're trying to play a defensive game, right? So just looking at the last two games, I mean, he's been brutal in terms of a Corsi rate. Um, he was 37% tonight, 21% against Edmonton, 35% against the Kings. Had a pretty strong game Corsi-wise against the Blues and Preds before then. Um, but there's no doubt he's playing hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. That's, that's I, We've noticed that now going back, I believe, to the Pittsburgh game. About three weeks ago, when when Zucker was here, um, that I I, I think it was when I first broached. Can you have, do you have to sit him? Can you give him a maintenance day and and look? Hard to give anyone a maintenance day. You're in, you're in the you're in the thickness right. of a playoff race. Thank God the Wild got two points. Now I have two games in hand against St. Louis. That's key. And I believe what Jud like six of the remaining nine gotta, games at home for the game Wild too. If, if I'm game not mistaken, hand. yes. So a game in hand. That's and key. Of points. and six of nine nice at home so that that should hopefully give you a little bit more cushion to potentially still get that second seed and therefore get home ice advantage in the first round but I don't think uh there's any coincidence that you're seeing it in his game that he he looks hurt and look he's a warrior dude like it's gonna take hell and high water and if, if if I would even I say it's easy I say it's easy as a podcast host in front of a microphone, say, hey, just give him a maintenance day. I, you couldn't pay me all the riches in the world to go up to Marcus Felino tomorrow and say, hey, Marcus, why don't, you, why don't you sit this one out? Why don't you take a game off? It's just right. not going to happen.
1: And I don't think that he, I don't think a maintenance day would help. I, I think he needs a maintenance month or two. So, and I mean, he's not going, it, it's not possible. So what I would say with Felino is temper, tamp down your expectations to what he can do well which is physical, which is responsible defensively, mm-hmm. which is he can create a bit. But, like, the high-flying I, – I, when Felino is 100%, he actually does have, there's no question, some, some offensive skills. Like, I'm not saying – For sure. But he's got yeah. skills.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, got but I, I think we need to temper our expectations now to what he can probably do, which is play his game. I mean, he's still going to abuse guys. He's still going to hit. He's not going to take shifts off, which is the most important thing. Um, but as far as, like, is Marcus Flanagan going to score some big goals? He might score a couple, but, like, the expectation of what we saw the first, what, Declan, two months of the season? Yeah. That's, pro- that's probably realistically not going to take
0: And, and off. even his goals for rate percentage, it's been brutal the last three games. So, I mean, when he's on the ice, he's, he's putting himself in situations where the other team has better chances to score goals than he's creating. Um, and again, it's it's hard with analytics to use that with that line. That's that's where you also have to. And he was out there we, against
1: that top. And I mean, mm-hmm. he, they're playing against good lines too. Yes.
0: So, so so when I say these analytics and I, I see yeah. these numbers, this is where again you have to really balance it with a little bit of an eye test and a little bit of also. I we always say eye test, but also common sense. I think is honestly a, another trait in analytics and in hockey ana, a, analyzing that we have to also use. Uh, right. But he he's it's noticeable. Like it's also no, I can tell in my right. eye test that he he doesn't look the same. He's banged up and he's trying to play through something.
1: Right, but if they're going against uh, uh, top lines, which that line is, they're they're often going to probably not be flattered by Correct. the advanced metrics. Correct. That being said, that they, they will do a, a superior job to like the fourth line, um, but that also brings us back to Greenway and the, the fact that when that line is not those three guys, it is not the same, and so it's absolutely imperative. Um, even though all three almost certainly when the playoffs start will not be physically 100%, it's imperative that they're all play. And that's the weird thing because I just feel like like with Jost in there or Duhame, it's not that those guys are bad players, but the chemistry of, of the Greenway-Felino-Eckline is so good. Um, and Dex, just to be clear too, it looks like so St. Louis and the Wild, and it, mm-hmm. technically because... The Wilds played 73 games, and the Blues have played 74 at 98 points. Um, They are second and third now, respectively. Nashville is wild card one, and Dallas is wild card two, of course, both from the same uh, Central Division, with 89 points. So short of something really weird taking place, it's going to be either the Blues opening against the Wild at the X or the Wild in St. Louis. But we are very much... We are very much now headed for a series which I think would be really, really fun.
0: Well, I mean, Caleb on our YouTube channel right here, you know, Blues Game on Saturday, it's going to be a street fight, can't wait. And it is. It's going to be a street fight. Um, And there's a little bit of a kryptonite and superman's game when it comes to the blues in the wild where they they can play a style that really throws them off and look the winter classic throw that one away like it was an outdoor right. game it was negative yeah, 30 terrible. degrees out my beer was freezing uh it was, it was a whole thing uh, it wasn't it wasn't the only thing freezing to be completely honest but uh it come on you had your chill boys on you i had my chill boys on which helped out a little bit um but in general that, that's gonna be such a fun it's gonna be a black and blue uh, t- type of game i believe they were in buffalo tonight st louis was so mm-hmm. um this is th- this will be fun this is going to be this is going to be a blast it's it just probably like you said it's probably going to be probably, pro- like probably likely a 90% chance of this rate. it's going to be blues and wild in the first round but we're we're still trying to figure out who will have the home ice and that matters significantly in the playoffs seven games you think if it, if it, if it was blues and wild uh yeah. oh, I, think it might be seven. I think i it might think be it, seven games baby which is why ride. i want
1: i want the last one here. I have no interest in go- in if I am uh, the uh, wild. I have no interest in going there. None. Hey, I want to talk about one last thing, but before I, I do that, guys, I want to give you a Mother's Day layup some basketball terms. I want to give you a slam dunk. May 8th, Mom's Day, right? And right now, guys, you're saying, what am I going to get my mom or 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 my wife? And this is why Sports Dad is here, to bring the knowledge. Spiral Light Candles are the perfect, inexpensive, locally made gift that she will absolutely love. Uh, prices start at $14, a, a wide variety Orders of $50 or more, guys, they ship for free. SpiralLightCandles.com. SpiralLightCandles.com. It is uh, great. In fact, I got about two or three a couple days ago, and Dawn said, I like these so much, I ordered more already. So more are headed to our house. Make sure for, for Mom's Day, SpiralLightCandles.com is your one-stop shopping she will. Love it. It's not cliched. It's an original idea. You'll get so many brownie points. It'll be fantastic. All right, the telecast. Uh, I got to talk about it. I got to talk about it. We are now well into ESPN's first year back. I got the package. I watched a bunch of games. Um, But the Bruins Wild ESPN game earlier this year and this game, Declan. Mm -hmm. um, And by the way, is doing a great job. I think they, they do, do fantastic really work. I think yeah. they do fantastic Game production's great. Mm-hmm. Announcers are great. Studio show, I love. We've we've uh, sang the praises of Biz Nasty. Um, I mean, where do I start? Lack of replays. There were two or three sequences where they didn't show it or they thought they were going to and they showed something else. Uh, lack of replays. Graphics goofed up. Uh, just general... Cable access type of coverage from a place that's been showing sports forever, from a place that on NBA games, Declan Goff, does fantastic work. So this is not like an upstart. This is ESPN. Um, My disappointment on a scale of 1 to 10 with tonight's telecast is probably about an 8. I thought it was awful. I, I, I thought it was absolutely inexcusably bad. If this was week one, I'd be like, okay, work on it. We are almost, they've got the playoffs, they've got Stanley Cup, we're at the end of the regular season, and I thought that was absolutely atrocious.
0: Here's the issue, um, because I've been wanting this to happen for years, so I. I, I, and you I'm and I have it. talked ad at, at nauseum about how much this is going to be a good thing for the NHL, and in general, I still think, marketing-wise, this has been a win. Uh, the point on ESPN2 today was phenomenal. They featured two big stories, Spurgeon and Matt Boldy. Um, They do a great job. Kevin Weeks did an interview with them. Emily Kaplan, who was in Carolina tonight, had some great insight. Uh, They've done a pretty good job at marketing the game. Uh, I don't think this necessarily falls on their play-by-play and color-commentating broadcasters. I am recklessly speculating here that the production crew and the people they have put on behind the scenes are the thing that's making this even more glaring. Like, the, the play-by-play in color, it is what it is. Like, I, I, I have high standards for broadcasters, I do. I literally go completely out of my way to not listen to certain local broadcasts, so I have a high standard for that. Yeah. But yeah. when I watch the ESPN actual just play-by-play color commentary, I don't have much of an issue there. TNT either, and TNT, yes, does a far superior job than the NHL has shown, or than ESPN has shown this year. I think personally this comes down to a production value. And okay. as someone who went to school for this type of stuff has numerous friends who also a great job locally here behind the scenes and putting on a good production, I think this falls completely on production. And I don't know if ESPN, if they put their eggs in a basket where, hey, we can only hire and do so much with this on the behind-the-scenes front, but that's how I feel. It's it's not the broadcast. It's not the broadcasters, excuse me. It's how the broadcast is presented, I think, that has been really bad and not yeah. up to par.
1: Well, I think that the—I think the—for the most part, like, Brian Boucher was fine. Play by play, guys. I'm a little bit surprised by because they really, I really thought that they they would go out and get at least one like recognizable big time name there, and they did not. Uh, But I agree completely. The production of the telecast is terrible. They had, uh, when when Fiala scored his second goal, right after the goal, they immediately put up a hero graphic about Joe Pavelski. Like they hit the wrong thing. Yeah. Uh there was another one Again, where production. where yeah it, no right there there was one before that in the first period where I think that they they sort of showed a graphic of of the Ryan Hartman donating uh you know being mm-hmm. uh deciding to take uh what what he was d- donated for his fine and give it to charity and they showed him as a Dallas star so I agree um, there was another one tonight, which was there were at least two or three where I had to rewind to watch replays because they didn't show them. The one that's, that stood out was as they went to break, they were trying to show the save that Flurry made, where he basically made an accidental save, which was a nice save. But they tried to show it. They never got to it. So they just showed this long extended play. They went to break and they didn't come back and show it. So we like mm-hmm. never saw that again. So, yeah, I'm with you. What I'm saying is we're at the end of the season. How the hell is this happening? Like, how, how do you not get this fine-tuned, honed? They're going to show playoff games. And yep. if they do, and if they pull the crap that they pulled tonight or that Boston game, it's really, really bad. Like, I have issues with certain things on telecast as well. Yeah. But I would never say that they were flat-out unprofessional. Like, tonight's production was unprofessional. It was
0: unprofessional.
1: It was. Like it looks, it looks like you took a bunch of it kids. Was. It looks like you took a bunch of kids, turned them loose, and said, "Do your best." Um, and this is on the main channel. So anyway, that's my rant. That's my gripe. Um, at some point in time, though, w- when the games become exclusive to ESPN, and my guess by then is they'll have a better production team. To your point, but if they don't, you're going to have real problems because yes. hockey fans do have standards, and on a scale of one to ten. The production being at two is not going to cut it.
0: And yeah, no, it, it won't. It will not. Um, so, yeah, that, that's, that's what I've noticed. Um, and I look, the broadcast, the play by play and color, I get it. Some people don't like it. I think Leah Hextall has done mostly a good job this year. I know if wild fans were just killing her at the beginning of the season when she didn't know these names. And look, wild fans, not a lot of people outside of Kirill Kaprizov know who the hell is on the Minnesota Wild. And yes, is it a broadcaster's job As to said, study market, up yeah. and, know, and, and know those information? Yes, of course it is. But also, I can't stand listening to certain broadcasts where all they talk about is one-sided things. I can't, I, I can't listen to it. I mm-hmm. cannot listen to it. If, if, if anyone's that. watching who's a, who's a Wolves fan, Jim Pete does it great. Wes Walls does it great on the wild side. Ryan Carter, I think, even to a degree, does it pretty well, too, where they will, they will talk about both things. But when I am just hearing a tunnel vision look on the team and the circumstances and everything surrounding it, 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 it tunes me out. I can't listen to it. But and for the ESPN side, yeah, I, I think it mostly on the pie chart of blame, as we love to do, falls more on the production and the broadcasting side of it that does the play-by-play and color commentators.
1: Pick your game up, then production people pick your game up the playoffs are coming and i have no patience for the crap that we had to watch tonight all right so we're done here dex um thanks to our friends again at dex pick yours up surly 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 brewing Brewing. furious ipa Uh havoc machine as dex has um i'm sure we'll we'll be back with another just edition of judd's hockey show soon as declan teased earlier don't forget Right after the Wolves and Grizzlies play Game One in Memphis on Saturday, we will have a Wolves vent line, and of course, back with uh, Mackie and Judd and Purple daily on Friday as well. The action never stops with us at Score North because we enjoy the action so much. So be a good, be good, boys and girls. Drink your surly. Have a great night. And Declan, I believe you've got something to play for us.
0: Pass you, Score. Listen, you guys know what this is all about, right? Right? What's it all about? Spurgy?
1: Hard work and having fun. F*** that. This is about f***ing winning.